0: I don't know about you, but I've made a lot of mistakes in my life and in my career. From sending the wrong email to my whole database, to launching an update of a crucial platform for teachers full of bugs right when they needed it most, from saying stupid things in meetings to my boss or to dear ones, from leaving at a gas station with a gas hose still in my car. And some of these mistakes were mine and others were made by someone in my team. And today I wanted to talk about this, how to handle screw-ups and even transforming them into opportunities. I'm Muriel, CEO, mum, and educator. I used to work really hard and sacrificed important things to me until I lost my motivation. Fast forward past many failed attempts and lessons learned, and I found a way to reach great results while working less. Today, I'm obsessed with helping other leaders build meaningful lives. So each week, I'll be sharing inspiration to change your life and organization. This is Rebel Leader with a Heart. I just had an emotional morning. I had received bad news this morning regarding my son. Nothing irreversible, fortunately, but still it destabilized me a little bit and made me feel bad and tired. I called my sister to share, listened to my emotions, decided to be nice with myself and I also decided I wouldn't deliver what I had planned for today and that's okay when I feel bad. And I hope you can be that nice with yourself as well. Sometimes you have those days where you don't manage to deliver what you should deliver because you're not feeling well and that's okay. So I listened to nice music instead and slowly my energy came back and I took some actions which made me feel in control again. So I started writing again, writing a podcast scenario, when Daphne, my colleague, called in panic. I've made a mistake. The email that I was supposed to send to this one customer, I sent it by accident to the whole database. And so my whole body reacted immediately with a big tension in my chest, my breathing was shallow, and I could feel the anger rise. Fortunately, I was aware this was happening because I observed myself at that moment. So I took a deep breath. I managed to contain my anger at that moment and told her, OK, I'm going to send an email to everyone to excuse ourselves. But I couldn't contain it all and still said, you know, you should have checked the list before sending the email. And this wasn't necessary, of course, because she knew that. She knew she had made a mistake and probably she's not going to make that mistake again. And she was feeling the same kind of tension in her body as well. So I sent an email to excuse myself to the almost 5000 people that received the wrong email. And then we called again to talk about it and agreed to do something nice to release that tension that had built up in our bodies and that was still present for both of us. And you know what? We've never had so many answers and nice reactions to that email with excuses. I think it made us relatable because everyone makes mistakes and when someone admits one and says sorry... It makes us think, thank God, I'm not the only one that screws up from time to time. And it was the email that triggered the most answers and nice words from all the emails I've ever sent. Some people wanted to reconnect, others commented about how nice that program for this specific customer was. And I had even two people who asked if they could have this program as well. Now, of course, this was only a small mistake, but I still don't get used to it. I still get a heavy reaction in my body, no matter how often it happens and how often mistakes I make. How much I meditate and center doesn't really make a difference. I still react heavily when I'm making a mistake. But the difference I notice is my capacity to recuperate, and my capacity to respond instead of react, that has improved. It still isn't perfect, of course, I'm far from being perfect, although I teach all those things, it doesn't mean that I apply them 100% of the time, I wish, but I'm far from being perfect. And it might never be perfect, but I see that it improves, and that is what matters, It doesn't matter that you make a mistake and then that you react heavily, that's normal. But what matters is that you notice this and then by observing this and accepting this, then you can come back from a position of reacting out of fear, with anger, with um, working harder or whatever your conditioned behavior is. And to come back to, okay, no, now I'm going to first take care of my body. I'm going to breathe, accept whatever I feel. And now I'm going to respond with the end in mind. So what do I want to achieve? And what is the best cause of action to achieve what I really want? And so what has improved is that capacity, that capacity to respond instead of react. Like I said, it's still not perfect But it improves. And that is what matters. Because you can't help what you feel at the moment, whether it's anger towards a colleague that made a mistake, frustration, sadness, guilt, resignation, fear of not reaching your goals or fear of disappointing someone... What happens then, the emotion that arises, you're not responsible for that emotion in the moment. You just need to acknowledge it and accept it. And of course, it doesn't mean agreeing with it. When I felt the anger towards my colleague, I wasn't agreeing with that feeling. I didn't want to have that feeling. But by noticing it and noticing that it was there... It allowed me to not be completely swept away by that anger and to come back to a position where I could respond instead of react. So if you were hoping I would give you a magic wand to help you deal with positive feelings to every mistake you make, well, I'm going to disappoint you because it doesn't exist. But you can get better in dealing with mistakes by reducing the length of those bad feelings and even transform those mistakes into opportunities. And I just wanted to share another story from my previous job. I was working in education and we had a platform that was used by thousands of schools and teachers. And that platform had a boost in usage In the beginning of each school year, because every teacher had to record things on that platform. And that was also used as a communication tools with the pupils and with the parents. But that platform was built with old technology that was becoming obsolete. And it needed a huge update. And after several months of hard work, and unfortunately a delay... It was time to launch that update. It wasn't perfect, but if we wouldn't launch it at that moment, for us, it would mean postponing it for one year because once the teachers were using it, we couldn't update it in that that moment. So we decided to launch that update that wasn't perfect. And oh my God, it was an awful decision. Because the update was worse than expected and the system crashed while thousands of teachers needed it to do their job well. So we were overwhelmed by angry customers. They were really, really angry and could get nasty at us. It was horrible for the customers, but it was even more horrible for customer service some director of several schools demanded to talk to me, the managing director. And I remember I took that call. I took that call and that uh, school principal was really angry and he was mean and aggressive and attacking me personally. And I was already feeling horrible because I knew we had to make a big mistake. So I, I remember hanging up and I had to cry. I really had to cry because I felt attacked personally and I felt responsible. And and just after this one bad call, I felt so much empathy towards the people from customer service who had to deal with dozens of angry customers every day. So we had this update full of bugs that was causing a lot of problems to thousands of people and we couldn't fix it immediately. It really needed some time to fix bug after bug while we were live. And so I decided to send a message to the whole market. I couldn't help my customers immediately, but I could at least show that we cared a lot, that we understood their frustration and anger. And of course, we apologized or I apologized and took full responsibility. And so slowly, we fixed all the bugs and could help more and more customers. And we tried to help them any way we could. And later, that was on the short term. Of course, later, we improved our release process to avoid such crisis in the future. And so in the process, we lost a few schools but we also created huge fans. And, and that's strange, of course, because you might think you made a big screw up and you are creating huge fans. But did you know that satisfied customer rarely becomes fans? Simply being satisfied isn't enough anymore. We have to create an emotional bond. And when a customer is really angry, we can create that bond. First, by listening to that person, by understanding that anger and by showing that we truly care. And of course, in the end, by fixing the issue. And that's how you create raving fans, by helping someone that is completely angry at you, solving his problem for you and then you get a fan. Of course, it doesn't mean that you have to screw up things on purpose so that you can create fans, of course. But I just wanted to say that an angry customer is not the end of the world. It's often an opportunity for you to really do your best and to help that person to listen and to create a fan. So making mistakes isn't so bad after all, because when you make a mistake, you can create this deeper emotional connection, whether it's with a customer, whether it's by apologizing like I did, or, or whether it's just admitting that you made a mistake because it makes you relatable. People can feel a connection with you that you're not perfect and they're making mistakes, you're making mistakes, and that creates a connection. And then making that mistake can help you, of course, improve your processes and it helps you grow as a person. And in today's complex and fast world, it isn't efficient anymore to try and figure everything out in advance in order to avoid making mistakes. It's not efficient because it's often not possible anymore. By the time everything is figured out and you want to start the implementation, often things have changed, making your plan obsolete. So unfortunately, today it's more efficient to start with an end goal in mind, of course, and just take that first step without knowing all the steps to get there. It's also what we call working agile. But by working like that, you are bound to make wrong choices and mistakes. But that's okay because the mistakes are there so that you can learn from it. You pivot, you correct the mistake and then you try something new. And I know that a lot of you think, yeah, I know we are working agile. We understand this and many leaders understand this concept rationally agree with this way of working and have decided to actually implement the Agile way of working. But only few master the internal experience of making a mistake, the knot in the stomach, the tension in your shoulders, the compressed chest, the negative thoughts that accompany this experience. And it's by accepting those sensations And moving forward, despite our fears out of our comfort zone, that we can actually adopt the agile body disposition or the agile mindset. And that we can create deeper connections with other human beings. And that's not easy because the whole educational system has taught us and conditioned us to avoid making mistakes at all costs. And working agile requires your team or organization to be safe. You need the safe environment to help people to take ownership of their mistakes and then to solve them instead of coming up with blame or very complex political schemes to convince others that in fact no mistakes was made by them. I often see this in unsafe organizations mistakes are things to be avoided and I can sometimes see very complex political schemes to just find a way to tell others that in fact this wasn't really a mistake well it was but in the meantime the mistakes continues to hurt the business instead of being fixed. So don't hesitate to go to the show notes of this episode com slash 51 or to keyleader.com slash empowerment dash quiz to measure your team. You will see there also how safe your organization is. So we are at the end of the podcast. Next time you make a mistake, please, I want you to observe your sensations, accept whatever you feel And so accept means just acknowledging that it is there instead of resisting it. Be nice to yourself. Take full responsibility of solving the mistakes, even if someone else made it. Just take full responsibility. Learn from it. Fix it or apologize. So I'm really curious, how do you tend to react when you make a mistake? Do you own your mistakes or do you consciously or unconsciously blame someone else? Do you feel so bad about your mistakes that you cannot keep yourself from working like crazy to solve them without taking the time first to simply increase your energy and then tackle the fixing the issue? So that was it for today. Don't hesitate to share with me the biggest mistakes you have made. I know I've made a lot of mistakes in my career and I know I will make a lot of mistakes in the future as well. And that's okay. Yeah, you finished another episode of Rebel Leader with a Heart. If you want more, go to rebelleaderwithaheart.com for show notes and past episodes. If you love the show, subscribe, leave a review, and share it with a friend. The more, the merrier. Thanks for tuning in, and have a great week, you rebel leader with a heart. Hello there. How adapted are you to the fast and busy times? Before diving into this subject, let me ask you a question. Do you see yourself working like this until you retire? If yes, congrats, you probably find a way to thrive in today's fast and busy times. But if your answer is no, don't worry, because this five-minute quiz on how adapted are you to the fast and busy times might help you. Because if you're still working with the slower time habits and mindset, you might end up working really hard for too little impact. This quiz will show you how adapted you are to today's crazy fast times and it'll give you your score on the five principles you need to master to better navigate your heavy workload while still having a life. So go to keyleader.com slash fast times to start the quiz. Maybe it's time to kickstart your slower and more impactful life. keyleader.com slash fast fast times qileader.com slash fast times now let's dive into today's podcast episode